Look at you. You didn't learn. It's all right. <laughs> I got you on that one. Good evening, all. Welcome to Cross Politics. That was better. That was better. Toby Knox. That was better. I'm the Water Boy. It's Admit good to be it. with you. He did better. Every evening, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Day yeah. two. And we're still here, baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 50 sunrises or whatever it is. 30 failed sunrises. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how that works. 50, uh, 50 news shows. Yeah, well, there's something like 150. that. 150. It's well, not going to stop, though. 550. The, yeah. the mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given... This is their public school. Right. This is their public school school bag. It right is here. not their public school school bag. But if you are going to send your kids to government schools, yeah. get you? a bulletproof backpack. It's, it's loaded. Back Period. Here. Oh, that's hilarious. Period. That's why yep. I brought that up. In the armored republic, there's no king but Christ. Amen. They're mm-hmm. free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. Mm-hmm. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights He bestowed to us. Armed Republic is honored to offer you those tools, so visit them and get yourself a government school backpack if you need one. <laughs> well, at, well, you know, and here's the thing too: ar500armor.com. It's ar the number five hundred and the word armor.com. I gotta say, there's one more thing that I I carry everywhere I go usually. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and when I can't carry my gun with me on a flight, this is the best that I can do, and I yeah. think this is pretty awesome. Because it goes through airport security. It goes to airport security. It's, it's soft body armor that's exactly. packaged in it, so it's actually pretty light. You can stop pretty much um, everything I mean, up we're to We're half joking about the public school thing, but I mean, right. it's a great backpack uh, for everybody, really. For the record, yeah. get your kids out of government schools. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, too. For the record, get and them out just, of government just schools. Just do it. But you know. Alright, so the, the whole play to ban guns is a Gnostic and humanistic worldview. And the end goal is to strip all your freedoms away so that you will submit and worship the God of the system. You might be asking, how does Gnosticism and humanism work together here? Well, liberals are trying to jam you to to get you to believe guns are the problem. If we just get rid of guns, we will get rid of school shootings, right? Right? Get rid of guns? Like school shootings? Like if you got rid of your pencil, you'd stop failing. Mm. It it is, and if you put down your fork, you wouldn't be fat anymore. It is the material that is is the problem. That's that's what they're bringing, which is why the liberal house, Congress house, is trying to pass gun legislation in the coming weeks right now as we speak. Yeah, they are. Actually, they're going for it. But Jesus said murder begins in the heart, and there's no amount of material cleansing that can get rid of murder. And the reason why liberals wind up at this conclusion is because they don't believe in Jesus, and so their only solution is to legislate, to tinker with the mechanisms of the government to control people's behavioral patterns, preach, preach and to ultimately cleanse society of all material evil. Yeah, that's what kombucha kumb- is for. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I go from there? Gnosticism. Disarms for the power play. That's what Gnosticism does. It disarms. And that power play is always a humanistic sell of goods and services on the other end. Gnosticism disarms uh, and then brings in humanism. Right. This brings us to humanism. How does humanism come into play here? You see, Gnosticism, like I said earlier, disarms and jams you into thinking that the only way out of our troubles is through a benevolent government. <laughs> they want you to believe that our government is inherently good and has your best interests in mind. They want you to blindly submit to the government, and if you just give the government enough money and enough power, we'll solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. You know, more public schools need more money. You're, you're even hearing Ted Cruz argue for that. Now, don't think politicians are going yeah. to honor 
and protect the Second Amendment. I mean, you just saw what happened in, in COVID, right? I mean, they aren't they didn't honor my First Amendment rights. They aren't going to honor the Second Amendment rights. All our power-hungry simps want is a crisis that gives them the reason for ignoring the Constitution. That's what this is. Dripology. This is a crisis. Mm. But the only way out of this is to trust and obey God. Our country is sick with cancer, and when it particularly comes to the school shooting issue, this is creating a glaring red light as if abortion wasn't enough already, right. is that fathers are the central problem here. Fathers have been provoking their kids by giving them to the wolves of public school system for decades and then are surprised when those unloved kids act out and murder their fellow classmates. Fathers have not loved their kids in their hearts. Another word for that is they hate their kids in the hearts. And that's defined by the Bible, not how we feel. Mm. So the outward manifestation of murder shows up in our kids. Mm. Mm. We need a revival of Malachi 4.6, which says, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's hearts uh, and the, the, the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. If this does not happen, our land will be further cursed. Mm. That's what it'll be. That's what it says. And we will get what is currently happening in Canada right now. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Really? As a further part of this new legislation, we're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. <laughs> These are actions that Doctors, experts, and chiefs of police have been calling for for years, and we're acting on their advice. I also want to thank the advocates, many of whom are here today, for your tireless effort. I, I, I thought he was actually going to finish with, and, and we're going to ban vaccines. <laughs> I was, I was wrong with that. But, but here's a good example of that Gnosticism and oh. that humanism all packaged in right. one play. Right. Material bad. Five rounds. You can't have five rounds I'm in your mouth. I'm sorry. I, I, right? I, I just... You want to go to war because we could go to and war. And Trudeau thinks he's real. the benevolent man. Real. He's well, the benevolent government in all this. When they'll trample you with horses two months ago mm. and then ban guns thinking that, hey, we know what's best the for you. The government soldiers are not going to have more than five rounds, are they? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's why we have the Second Amendment. Oh. Which is barely... Holding it's up. barely holding up. Barely holding up. This, this is insane. Right. Like, if I all I can think about right now is if you think that, okay, if you're in Canada, I hope that you hear this and say, we got to get out of here. <laughs> this yeah. the, We have a tyrant and he's only going to get worse. Yeah, and his predecessor yeah. might be seven demons more than this guy. Right. We yeah. got to go. Well, uh, look, at, look what he tweeted here. He said, we've banned 1,500 types of military style assault rifles assault rifles who the military did they get to keep those assault rifles oh yeah oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, and then we've introduced further legislation. I mean, this this guy's got to go. So if you think that you'd have a border crisis problem on the South, mm. you, if I was in Canada, mm. I'd be skipping town like crazy. I wonder if they have any, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know enough about the former government in Canada, but like, is there any pushback from provinces? Some billies? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, could, could, you know, could Yukon territory be like, you know, um, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not obeying your gun ban. That's an interesting. Could, could, yeah. could, um, you know, could Alberta, I thought Alberta was like the Texas of Canada. And, and they actually are, um, uh, uh, they actually basically voted their premier out sort of he won by 51 percent, and then he, I, when he won he's like i quit what is that kind of because this? he barely passed the snuff in the election okay. the last couple of weeks so he resigned um and so he resigned and then he said came back and said okay well i'm not I, i'm actually not going to resign okay so but but in other words alberta is at least starting to show a little bit of movement I mean, in, you, in you, being you conservative need, you need some kind of massive pushback yeah against this um you're not going to get it dictatorship you're not going to get it and here's why because they're all wearing masks <laughs> that's what I, that, but pastor that's that's facts yeah. here's something else though yeah. you are 150 years from fixing the problem maybe 60 years you might actually get some yeah. trajectory to stop yeah. this right. but um, this starts. I'm not. Well, we no. beat this. We beat this horse a lot, but we really need to beat it right now. Okay. This is an education problem. What, what are you, what are you um, there? I have in my hands the Harvard Classics. These are the five foot bookshelf of books. Yeah. I've had to get this set for a couple of reasons. The reason I'm calling this an education problem is because when people are educated about the past right. and they join the conversation that history has been having, right. they don't allow themselves to be held in tyrannical positions. Right. <laughs> but right. when the government right. controls the education. Well, no, and notice what he did. He referenced the gods of the system, experts, right. scientists, right. cops, right? Yeah. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, uh, what was the other word he used? I can't remember, but you know, the, he, he appealed to the authorities, mm -hmm. the experts, the scientists, That's the right. whatever. Cause you don't know. And, and, yeah, you guys saw the headlines this morning, right, about um, Mr. William Tom Thomas, the, the dude in the, the girl swimsuit. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, scientists ha have, guys, scientists. They right. agree. They agree yeah. that, you know what, he he has an, an advantage. A physical advantage. Who, who knew? <laughs> yeah. And, we needed scientists and, to tell us and that. And now the New York Times is like, oh, well, this is actually an issue, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Knox, I just, every time I come in here, there's I more books, books Listen, on the back. Pastor, I, this, I don't know. Here's, I mean, you're, gonna, you're just going to keep going up and just. Yes, no. I think I'm going to go there because this is how stupid I am, okay? No. And, and I got a, there's a lot of more stupidity in the house. It's really distracting, though, because I'm like, <laughs> we can talk about the show, but, oh, you have Days of Vengeance by David Chilton? No, don't you, you touch that one. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> okay, and yeah. what you got. Okay. The Space Trilogy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in it. You go but, in there. But here's, this is something, oh, in this five-foot book I'm show. so proud. Charles Elliott, who was yeah. the... Um, I think you should play that American music. <laughs> America. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Elliott said in this book, um, he came up with this 50 books for a free man's education, right? Yeah, this is with right. this five foot bookshelf. He said, I think and he wanted everybody to have right. an education, not just rich folks, mm -hmm. because education was a way to keep people free. Right. <laughs> right. And what he says in Cause, here. Because when you hear people say stupid things like that, if you, you don't know the your history, say, no. If you don't know your history, you're trying to figure out, so why do we kill so many people in the 20th century? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were disarmed. Armed, right. <laughs> they were educated. Right. We could just run over them because right. they didn't know right. what the government was in, doing. In the name of your safety. your safety, absolutely. Like, don't forget that. Don't forget that. 
That, I mean, that, the whole ethnic cleansing thing of the Jews. The whole, I mean, it's over and over again. It was for your safety. Yeah. The, the, there are diseases carried by Jews, according mm-hmm. to Hitler, according mm-hmm. to the to the Nazis. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and over and over again, that's it's it's for your good. It's for your safety. Mm-hmm. One of the things too that you need to realize that your education going back to that education naturally leads to self defense. Those two things are paired because you understand your responsibility and your duty as a man to your family and to your neighbor. Right. And when we talk about the Second Amendment, we're talking about protecting ourselves against tyrants, too. Yeah. So they would love nothing more for the for than you to be without a weapon, for right. you to be without being able to protect yourself. Right. We, we did this on Worldview Shotgun Series. The government ain't your daddy. Mm-hmm. They don't. They they have right. a form of protection, but right, it's not right. in your home. You know the central thing too, though, is so it's it's education. But I also, I also want to just drill all the way down, all the way down. It's fundamentally knowing who you are in Christ. That and, and that's, what, that's what drives that's right. all of this. Yep. And and there's actually a a really um, great article out uh, I think today called "The Faith of Mass Shooters." He's got to hit this with a minute left. By Jeff Schollenberger, <laughs> "The Faith of Mass Shooters." Jeff Schollenberger. It's at CompactMag.com. CompactMag. Lincoln bio. And uh, what's up? Lincoln bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll throw the link up. But the, the, I'll just no. It's it's easy to close here. Actually, just just that fundamentally, every city, every society, every culture is built on blood. Yeah. Sacrifice is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There is always four freedoms too. Yeah. Sacrifice for freedom. And the only question is, is whether yeah. or not you have mm-hmm. the blood of Christ, or it's yeah. going to be the blood of some other sacrifice. That's There's right. always an altar at the center. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when you follow that, when you follow that leader. Um, there's always sacrificial obedience. That's what makes heroes mm. and martyrs. Mm-hmm. Um, soldiers give up their lives and lay down their lives, hopefully for real freedom, mm-hmm. for the truth, mm-hmm. um, for for virtue. But you, this is why Justin Trudeau and others can be fine with horses trampling ladies. That's right. And the and the um, you know, there's always excess deaths. And I'm you here might to say. save you. And yeah. you know, and it's and yeah, and the question, but you say, oh. Because they'll say, well, someone's always got to die. So, and, and the question, though, is, is, yes, but what's the standard? Yeah. And what is the foundational sacrifice? And is it true salvation? And is it true salvation or not? Yeah. And is it really real freedom? Or is it some kind of benevolent dictator who's going to, because he's making it up as he goes? Mm. Art Schultz is up next. He's the one who's fighting for chaplains to be able to have the freedom to choose whether or not they want a vaccine in their body. Art Schultz, up next on Cross Politics. Where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. 
not used to this. It's okay. It's easy. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Hey, you know that we have a magazine, don't you? Yes. At this point, And it's better. not even on the table. The Where Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is a quarterly issue that packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini, no ice. Gabe wrote this. Yep, we don't right. water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends or maybe even your not friends. Like Russell Moore. Who have been drinking Ooh. lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. He is lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. Every, who's reading this? <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. Every quarter we... Give a quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, some Red Bull for turning over tables. Red Bull for turning over. That's good. Our magazine will include, will include, does include cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages. Sprinkled. And more. Sign up today at flfnetwork.com forward slash product. And then just scroll down and find the Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. Or you can go. <laughs> Slash Fight Laugh Feast magazine. Ooh, this magazine is, is so Presbyterian. Yeah, go to Fight Laugh Feast shop. Go to product so and then yeah, go for it. Yeah. Hey, with us, we are grateful to have Mr. Arthur Schultz. He is an attorney who's resided in Virginia since 1985 when the Army moved him there for a year before he retired. Art graduated from West Point in 1966, commissioned as an armor lieutenant, wow. served 26 months in Vietnam, and command a tank company, an armored cavalry troop in the 25th Infantry Division. Mm. Art retired as Lieutenant Colonel September 1st, 1986, and immediately entered George Mason University School of Law in Arlington, Virginia. Art formed Chaplain's Council, PLLC, in 2013 to reflect his focus on chaplains, chaplain endorsers, and their religious liberty. Art, mm. thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Art, since you know, the Supreme Court struck down a whole bunch of Biden's vaccine mandates, the mask mandates have been dropped now by the F, was it the FAA, the, the Travel Administration. It seems like all this is over for a bunch of us, I don't know, normal people. <laughs> um, but apparently it's not. But I'm, I'm really confused because I've, we've talked to some other people that have been involved in these military lawsuits and we've been told that historically the military has actually granted a lot of religious exemptions for like really random and odd things. Why is this going on right now? Why is why are you involved in this lawsuit for why, chaplains for defending chaplains, chaplains yeah. against mm -hmm. these vaccine mandates? Why why are, why are they not just let off the hook for religious exemptions? Uh, the answer is because it's not to do to medicine, or I think it has to do with the issue of control. Mm. There is no reason why you should not grant a chaplain a vaccine uh, uh, exclusion of his religious exemptions. For instance, the majority of the people who say, I have a religious objection, has to do with the use of uh, stem cell lines from aborted babies. Mm -hmm. I use the term babies uh, to to uh, to produce or to test uh, Pfizer, for instance. So when they first came out and they said, oh, we have this vaccine, they were very careful to say we didn't use any stem cells in the production. Then lo and behold, a whistleblower uh, sends some emails that show that they used them in the testing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a legitimate uh, religious exemption. It should have been granted. It's not. And the reason has to do, I think we ought to ask the reason why not. Uh, 
what, as, as you know, I filed a lawsuit on behalf of 30 chaplains and a chaplain associate. One of the things we are bringing and challenging is there was a special protection for chaplains and for people, all military people, for their conscience in the 2013 and 2014 National Defense Authorization Acts. Uh, if you remember back in 2010, uh, the Democratic Congress in the, the closing days of it passed or repealed what was a ban on homosexual activity within the military. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. Well, that, uh, well, don't ask, don't tell was administrative policy. The actual statute said okay. homosexual activities are incompatible with military service and it had a large part to do with privacy issues, although they could have easily and should have justified it on medical reasons. Yeah. Another Ooh. story. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, I took part in that fight. So, uh, but you see, and so once they did that, they said, oh, it doesn't matter what your orientation is, but it does matter because what happened was you'd have chaplains that were talking with somebody and they'd say something of, well, what do you think about homosexuality? Well, it's a sin. And they go into why theologically they couldn't agree with that. And then all of a sudden there are all kinds of allegations. Oh, you're, you're disrespecting me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and so we had all these issues coming up and uh, I was with an organization uh, called the International Conference of Evangelical Chaplain Dorsters. And, and so we started working with Congress to say, we need some protection. And lo and behold, in 2013, they passed something called five, Section 533 of the 2013 National Defense Authorization. And what it established is protection for not just chaplains, but for military personnel. Mm. And it said, you are authorized to have, to follow, you know, your faith, as led by or your conscience as led by your faith. Yeah. And it prohibited people from taking negative action against you. Mm. There's a special chapter in a special chapter in there, a section B that specifically had protection for chaplains. It mm. said you cannot hammer, you can't take negative action against a chaplain if he's essentially following his conscience. And in section C it said told the Department of Defense to publish regulations. Well, it was a slight modification in 2014 because there were some issues. They said, well, as long as you're not causing a disruption and, and undermining good order and discipline, you know, that was the only caveat that they put on it. You know, so I, everything else is, stays the same. I, I, help me with something. So you would think, now, let me say. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Those regulations have not been published yet. Oh, wow. So in 2014, you're still having these issues. Congress has, has another set of hearings. I know because I watched them. Uh, I had a client who sub submitted comments on it, describing the instances. And so in 2016, once again, the Congress and the National Defense Authorization says, look, chaplains are important. They're really important because they allow people to satisfy you know, not only their religious you know, needs, but they also do other things like counseling and they ought to be involved in suicide prevention, et cetera. So then comes 20, 20, uh, 2018, the regulations still haven't been published. And so Congress once again says to the Department of Defense, we want you to establish instruction for chaplains, for the judge advocate generals and for commanders. Now, every Every commander, every three or four years, you get a commander. So they have commander courses. And so 
you know, you're out doing something different. All of a sudden you become a commander. You need to know what the rules are in law and a whole bunch of other stuff. And so what happened, Congress said, put this in the commander's courses because they're the ones who, uh, and, and specifically on religious liberty to explain section 533 and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And it says, we want you to, to develop a systemic policy so that, you know, that they want to put put an end to all this hassle. Wow, that instruction has yet to be developed. Wow. Yet to be developed. So why do I say that? Because why would you not point out to people and say, "Look, you have a right of conscience." See, I'm asking the question, why? What else is behind there? And so the issue has to do with, you know, if if you really want a a, a solidly uh, motivated, you know. Uh, military force, they need to know because the majority of the people that are there have maybe not Christians, but they certainly believe in faith. And when the bullets and the shells start going, you know, there's a, you need to know what happens if you don't make it. And so the chaplains play an important role here. And so now why wouldn't you want your soldiers and your chaplains to know about this? Well, I, I think somebody ought to ask that question. Uh, so, so uh, help me out with something. You said that this was about control, but when you sign up for the military, you don't control nothing. You don't control where you lay down. You don't control where you get up. You don't control when you sleep or where you sleep. So don't they already kind of have control? So what is it with the vaccine that makes them have more control? Because it seems like the military already has control of the person. Well, well, first off, we have something called the Bill of Rights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's a famous case actually uh that essentially said the bill of rights was established to withdraw from the control of people very basic things and so they become principles in which the courts are supposed to enforce as like religion the united can't control you and tell you to go to church now i went to west point we had to march to the chapel a couple of years later somebody said that can't be consistent with the, the establishment clause so lo and behold they no longer march to a chapel. Hmm. Hmm. You have you have, you don't lose your rights. And the, Supreme, and the Supreme Court said on multiple occasions, you when you put on the uniform, you don't lose those rights because you are protecting them. Mm-hmm. What kind of a system or a country would we be and say, well, we want you to give up your life for their rights, but you don't have the same ones. No, 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 no. You have rights. See, now let's get to the issue of vaccine. The, the government will say, well, gee, we've always had vaccine going back to the time of, of George Washington. Yep. And that is true. You want it. So, so, so what's, what's different? Well, the vaccine that you and I had where we got polio or mumps or smallpox or whatever it was, the vaccine gave you immunization, meaning you were protected from the disease you were being vaccinated against. We understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in somewhere about the 1st of September in 2021, the CDC changed the definition of vaccine. Yep. And I've got the documents. <laughs> we have the documents. They say we need to update, oh, not change, update the definition because people are looking at our vaccines and they're saying, your vaccine, this is the Pfizer, you know, all the experimental ones, and they don't meet the definition. Yeah. What did that mean? That means a definite, you and I had a vaccine and it protected us from exposure to the disease. 
So you get the vaccine, you go up to somebody who's got smallpox or polio, whatever it is, you don't get it right. because you have immunization. See? Right. The vaccines now are not vaccines in that they do not immunize you. And so they changed it to say, now a vaccine is something that gives you, increases your, uh, stimulates your immune system. Mm. Stimulates, you know, it's protection. It's like, you know, chocolate stimulates. <laughs> I can think some other things. Yeah, people yeah. have choices, chocolate. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, all right, hold on. Do you, do you have some more time? Because we have to end the show right here, but do you have some yes. more time? We can talk about 10, 12 minutes off, off air for our back sure. What do we call that now? Club membership backstage. After, after hours. After hours. After club, hours. Gabe already said club membership backstage. So that's backstage. what it is. Club member backstage so our, pass. Where can people watch or follow what's going on with this case and stay attuned to what's happening? Well, I can't answer that question. I don't have a website. Okay. We will establish one. Well, no, I, I, I don't need to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we want the American people in some way to know. So, Art, you're going to have to be in touch with us so that we can be in touch with everybody else and let them know what's happening with this case and be praying for our chaplains, our chaplains that are out there so that they can. Yeah. You know what? Morale is so important. We can't forget that. Right. And so. Amen. Nothing, Amen. So anyway, yeah. All right. Hold on. Stay back there. Thank we'll go talk to you in just a second. More cross politics sure. for you club members. But for the rest of everybody else, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids. Kids, go baptize them until tomorrow. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. A republic is about the rule of law, not men. Armored Republic is devoted to seeing the God-given rights of free men preserved against mob chaos, criminal evil, and the jackboot of tyranny. Every purchase of body armor is another free man equipped to resist tyranny, another brother in arms, another hardened household ready to face down the wolves. Body armor is a tool of liberty, and every tool is for the purpose of working or keeping, creating or guarding, building or fighting. Join the Armored Republic. Build. Fight. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. So, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.